1: The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael.
3: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips.
0: When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a
3: movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: A reckoning. We have to have one. I'm going to explain why we need one and perhaps person number one on that list. Plus, my friend Kurt Schlichter, Josh Hammer, a great light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Welcome to I'm Right. It's time for COVID communism. A reckoning. We talk a lot about a reckoning. We need a reckoning. We need a reckoning. You've heard me say it a thousand times. I know you say it. We, We need a reckoning. We need... As I've explained a bunch of times, public officials, politicians, public, public health officials, others, we need them to be placed in handcuffs, put on trial, a public trial, one of the televised trials so the entire country can see, and then after they receive a fair trial, they need to go to prison for decades, if not the rest of their lives. And I need to explain, before I go into the COVID communism stuff and Dr. Burks and everything else, I need, I need you to understand why I say this all the time. All the time why I say this. It's not because I'm vengeful. It's not about revenge. Although, to be fair, to, to full disclosure, I am vengeful. I do despise these people. But that, that's not why I call for a reckoning. This is why I call for a reckoning if you're let's say a public health they love that word a public health official and you are faced with maybe a new virus of some kind whatnot and you're going to have all kinds of different people with different interests chirping in your ear maybe you're analyzing what you should tell the public to do because you got this new virus out there and the teachers unions they're telling you hey uh, we don't want to go back to school we want to renegotiate new deals and you're considering that in the pharmaceutical company, you probably have relatives working on the board there, or you yourself will go work on the board there. The pharmaceutical companies tell you, hey, we'd really love it if you could maybe ramp this very serious virus up. Might, might help our sales numbers. Yeah, hey, whatever. It's it's your future. But, but full disclosure, that's what these people go through. You know that, right? They have all this pressure coming at them to do things that don't benefit the public at all, that don't serve the public's interests at all because they're in positions of power, because they're in positions of government. They have so many people coming at them for their own self-interest, with their hands out. Now, that public health official, what chance does that human being have of resisting those forces of evil, of resisting those people, if they live in a consequence-free environment? If you're say, I don't know, Dr. Burks, if you're Dr. Burks and you're faced with COVID, what is your motivation to not ramp it up all the way? What is your motivation? You can say, well, hopefully she's a human being with feelings and emotions. no, 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 no. These people are all demons. These people are all monsters. No, she's not. She's not one of those people. What's her motivation? Unless public officials, politicians and public health people and others, unless they feel like there's a good chance they will go to prison, well, they're all going to abuse their office because there's no incentive not to. That's why we call for a reckoning. I mean, you've heard me rant about Dr. Burks before. You, you do remember, this is the lady who, I mean, imagine this. This is the lady who stood up at a podium and told you, the American people, don't you dare travel for Thanksgiving. Look, people are dying. Do you hate grandma? Don't you travel for Thanksgiving. It would be too dangerous. And then left the podium and promptly got on a plane and went and partied it up at Thanksgiving with both sides of her family.
2: I'm making the personal sacrifices not to infect my parents and my pregnant daughter. I worry about that because then it gives people the option to say, well, if bars and restaurants are open, then I can have 20 people over for Thanksgiving. And so I don't like it to be any number. I like it to be, keep it to your immediate household.
4: Let's not put a number on it Hey, I'm making the sacrifices Except she didn't make the sacrifices And then, of course, it came out That she traveled to hang out with her family And what happened? What happened after that? I mean, this is, after all, a public health official And she gave guidance to a country of 330 million people And she lied She blatantly lied What happened after that? She retired no arrests, no public trials. She simply retired. But it's way worse than that because she didn't retire in disgrace, as so many said she did, as people thought she did. Oh, look at this disgraced woman. Proved to be a liar and a hypocrite. no, 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 no. No, it's much worse because we have a rotted, corrupt system. She retired. She had a book to write. She retired and chose to sit down and write a book on COVID and our response to COVID and the failures of Trump and others as if she's some expert and conquering hero who can now hand out wisdom to everyone else. Yes, that's true. The public health official who should currently be lawyering up, facing a trial with the prospect of her going to federal prison for the rest of her life. Instead, she's publishing a book that will make her millions of dollars Oh, and the things that are in the book, this person published things that make her look worse than she ever looked before, and yet in her mind, she's never looked better. Do you remember the Chinese propaganda that came out at the beginning of coronavirus? And it was so obvious propaganda. You remember the videos of people falling dead in the streets? Not an intelligent person, you, you know this, this has been well documented, I certainly don't have any kind of a high intellect, but right when those videos came out, back in February of 2020, I looked at that and thought, hold on, H- hang on, H- hang on, we're not seeing anything like that anywhere else where COVID is catching on, H- hang on a second, can we get some confirmation on that, it's just the same thing you thought when you looked at it, hold on. Well, Dr. Birx said this. Staring at my computer screen as she watched these videos, I was horrified by the images from Wuhan, the suffering they portrayed, but also because they confirmed what I'd suspected for the last three weeks. Not only was the Chinese government underreporting real numbers of the infected and dying in Wuhan and elsewhere, but the situation was definitely far more dire than most people outside the city realized. Up until now, I'd only been reading or hearing about the virus. Now it had been made visible by a courageous doctor sharing this video online. Why would I bring this up, though? Okay, so I'm sure a bunch of people got taken in by Chinese propaganda. Why would I bring this up? Do you remember, and I bet you will remember this, So I bet you will, it got fairly big, maybe it will. do you remember, what was the number, 15 days to slow the spread? You do remember that, right? Something I've never seen before. Easily the second most revealing day of my entire life. As I watched the federal government and then went down to state and local governments tell the American people, tell the American economy to stop moving for two weeks. You do remember that, right? Well, let's rewind to what we were just talking about. Where did that come from? Well, that came from Dr. Burke's and those around her after watching a Chinese propaganda video that turned out to be total crap. Oh, and wait, there's more, in case you're not angry yet. She knew 15 days was a lie. Now, granted, I knew it too. I told you right away, I screamed about it and told you they're not going to stop, what are you doing? But most people ignored me, so it is what it is. But she knew when she said it, it was a lie. And she admits this in her book, that it was a lie. Quote, no sooner had we convinced the Trump administration to implement our version of a two-week shutdown than I was trying to figure out how to extend it. 15 days to slow the spread was a start, but I knew it would be just that. Now, again, why? You know what? Let's, let's, Let's be good people. Let's be kind people here. Let's give her all the benefit of the doubt in the world. Let's say there's no pharmaceutical companies, no teachers unions, no nothing. Maybe, maybe Dr. Birx really is just a weapons-grade idiot and believed all the COVID hype, and she saw the video, and she just was so scared for America. And so Dr. Birx sits up there, and again, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt, which she doesn't deserve, but she she looks at all of America's businesses, America's school children, America's everything, And she knows, as anyone with a brain would know, that 15 days to slow the spread, that alone would do mountains of harm. But she decides the virus is serious enough, it's worth the risk. Back to what I asked in the beginning. Without the threat of imprisonment, what's her motivation not to make that call? Of course she's going to choose to abuse the American people. Abuse America's children because there's no incentive for her not to make that call. You see, these people without a reckoning, without the potential for a reckoning, these people are going to do nothing but use their power to abuse you over and over and over and over again because they have no reason not to. This woman is about to make millions on this book tour. That's going to nauseate you. Not only is she not facing prison, she's going to be eating. Cock- she's going to be drinking cocktails and conch fritters in Barbados this time next year. This lady's facing a life of wealth and fame now, because she lied to you, because she did what the system wanted her to do, and that's destroy the thing that was going to get Donald Trump elected, destroy the economy. And look, he's got to own that, too, for allowing this idiot and her friend, Dr. Idiot Fauci, destroy the economy. A lot of that's on Trump, too. That that should have never been considered. They should have both been fired the second they brought that up. But still, she brags about it. She brags about making things up. Do you remember when they told you over and over and over again about how many people you could have in your home? Hey, no, 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 no more than three, no more than two. What about 10? Hey, let's stick with 10. Do you remember... All the family, friends, neighbors maybe, co-workers, people you know who you either lost your relationship with or had your relationship damaged. Oh no, you can't visit. Nope, Aiden's not vaccinated. You can't visit. Do you remember all that? She made all that up too. Quote, I had settled on 10, knowing that even that was too many, but I figured that 10 would be at least palatable for most Americans, high enough to allow for most gatherings of immediate family, but not near enough for large dinner parties. Listen, by the way, just pause real quick. Listen to how she speaks as if she's someone who should be in charge, giving guidance to the masses. It's, it's amazing, the, the hubris, of these, hubris of these people. Critically, large weddings, birthday parties, and other mass social events similarly if I pushed for zero which is actually what I wanted and what was required don't don't lose sight of that there zero which is what I wanted and what was required this would have been interpreted as a lockdown the perception we were all working so hard to avoid she goes on to explain how she actually admired what they did in places like Italy where they essentially had people locked inside of their homes and this may sound like a gigantic pick on Dr. Burke's section, but it, or uh, segment, but it's actually not. It goes way beyond Dr. Birx, way, way beyond Dr. Birx. The people who run this country, the people who run this country, not just government, not just politicians, Democrats, Republicans, the, our public health officials, our media, our, these people all feel totally comfortable destroying the country because they know they're never going to face prison. What are the three things they all have in common? You know by now, what are they? You know it? One, no love of country. Oftentimes they hate it, but they never looked out at destroying America and thought, oh no, that sucks, land of the free, because that thought wouldn't go into their head. Two, no idea, no idea about the real world, how real people live, no connection to it at all, too much time in egghead academia. Oh, of course, just shut down your business for two weeks. And three, And this is probably most applicable to her. An ironclad belief that they should rule as kings and queens. Your freedoms are nothing but a nuisance that's holding the world back. They should have more power. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a great show for you. My friend Kurt Schlichter joins us next. Before we get to that, they did destroy the economy. You see what's happening out there right now protests, people starving already. It's it's awful. I mean, look, and this is worldwide, and that's what makes it so scary. It's worldwide. We're all surrounded. What do you have for food in case that grocery store isn't open tomorrow when you go down? I mean, you realize that's what people across the globe are already going through right now, right? Are you dead? Do you have food? My Patriot Supply will hook you up with a three-month food supply. Three months of emergency food, and I've never said, I can't keep saying this, I hope you never have to use it. I hope it goes to waste. I hope you're looking at it 20 years from now thinking, oh man, dang it, can't believe I did that. Maybe you will though. Three months. You can get $150 off your three-month food supply when you go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Prepare with jessekelly.com. Yourself and your immediate family members get all of you a three month supply, all right? We'll be back.
0: Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
1: This
4: is not okay! You're okay. alive! Shut
1: up! just
5: let it go! Grief, in silence! This is not okay! This is not a George Floyd situation! George Floyd was un- un- unarmed! He was unarmed! You're alive! This is not okay! My kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost lost their life! There's bullet holes in my kitchen in because he no. sat
4: in the yeah. hallway. In case you're wondering what you're looking at there, a man named Teckle, I don't know if that's how you say his freaking name, Teckle Sunberg was killed in a standoff with police. Who was he? Dude, black dude, I guess that matters in this situation started firing off rounds. This woman sitting there cooking dinner for her children and rounds start coming through the walls of her apartment, ends up in a standoff with cops, an armed stand-up with cops, and he gets killed. And that's Black Lives Matter out rallying on behalf of this wonderful citizen. Joining me now to talk about that and other things, my friend Kurt Schlichter, also author of the book, new book I would recommend. You looking to feel a little bit better about things? The book's called We'll Be Back. The Rise and Fall or the Fall and Rise of America will be back. I love it because there's so much negative out there right now. It's nice to read something hopeful. Kurt, are people finally on to the BLM scam or were they always on and people were just too scared to talk about it?
6: Yes. There's your answer. Uh, look, I mean it's uh uh, what what uh, what I mean what, what do you what do you say about that I, I I don't think there's anything we can add I think what we need to do is ensure that normal people see this and normal people watch this poor woman whose kids were almost killed by uh, mr. whatever the name is taco or whatever I don't know what his name is I don't care <laughs> um, and, and, and and he's got these you know low including you know mayonnaise guy over there Um defending the criminal. And I I, I just want normal people to see it. See, we're immune to this, Jesse. This doesn't shock us. This this kind of hypocrisy and idiocy and embrace of scumbags doesn't uh, in any way surprise us. We are are based and woke, conservative woke. But normal people see that and they're like, well, wait a minute. This guy was like shooting and almost shot her kids and he's the good guy? I don't understand. And that brings that moment of clarity for normal people that we need to get them on board to help destroy everything the left dreams up.
4: Kurt, you've got an article out about national divorce. Now, I have, everyone knows, I've long pushed for national divorce because I, I, think, I think this country is going to an ugly place without it. I actually don't want to see a single person get hurt. I just think we need to walk away. Kurt, what say you?
6: Look, I, you know, Jesse, you know my deep and abiding respect for you, but I, I, I don't think a national divorce is going to function the way you're hoping. Okay. Yes. Now, in this, I see us as uh, uh, Johnny Depp and them as Amber Heard, and you know, <laughs> we'd be living, ne- you know, we'd be living next door, and I could imagine, you know, Amber Heard climbing in, you know, our window, and well, you know what she'd leave in the bed. It, it, it's not a great, it's not a great thing. There's a lot of practical problems. If you're getting divorced, you want to move to a different side of the continent. You don't want to right next door. And how do you split things up, like the uh, uh, like the national debt, and also uh, like the uh, job of defending the continent? You think you, you think our blue friends with their gender studies degrees are going to want to join the Marines? Well, now now they may want to join the modern Marines. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> if we, if we had our if we had our own country, we'd. Uh, we, we, we go back to like a badass Marine as opposed to just, you know, bad. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of details, but the bottom line is there's, there's no easy way to end this. We have to uh, beat them in terms of ideology. We have to convince more people to come to our side and keep them there so that these uh, uh, weirdos, losers, and mutations are treated as the fringe lunatics that they are.
4: Kurt, are we winning Because pe- I agree with you, by the way, on, on the winning people to our side. I at least agree with you with that portion of it. But uh, are we doing that? I mean, I've, yes. al- I've long said the neighbor across the street who agrees with you and me on everything but doesn't get involved politically, what we need is him to wake up and get involved. Yeah. Is he waking well, up and getting involved?
6: Well, he's going to wake up when his kid comes home and goes, you know, I used to be Mikey, but now I want to be Madeline because my non-binary other furry teacher told me I needed to explore my gender horizons. And normal people are gonna who, who want to live a normal life, because you and I are weirdos, we want to deal with all this political stuff, and normal people want to grill things and go to Little League games and you know watch the occasional Top Gun Maverick, but sometimes politics comes and interferes in their lives when they're paying $6 a gallon for gas. Now they've got to think about it. And when they think about it, they get mad about the person who's making them think about it. And I'll give you another cause for hope. You're aware of my uh, uh, unbelievably attractive uh, uh, Hispanic, Latinx, I want to make sure I get it correct, Latinx white. Um, (laughs) Latinx voters who were supposed to be the uh, 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 great hope for the Democrats who are going to win every Democrat election for them because they were going to obediently stay down on the farm and vote the way their masters told them to, said, uh, no, no, we're not doing that. We're not playing that. They are now 50% Republican and growing. And it's uh, uh, it's the economy. It's this culture stuff. And, and you know, Latinx Americans, Which, by the way, Latinx is now our word, and I plan to bludgeon them with it forever, uh, our leftist friends. Uh, they... They don't go for this nonsense. These are faith, family, and flag-oriented people. I mean, holy cow. They're, they're not going to put up with this crap. And the Democrats thought they, they thought they could rely on them. Oh, the will be our little third world peasants. It's so condescending and annoying. And, and now it's just exploded in their faces. I'm very happy. I, I, look, I think normal Americans are going to save America. they got to wake up. they got to get activated, and that's the hard part. But once they do, they're going to do the right thing. I'm optimistic. I think we win. And here's the other thing, Jesse. I can't see us losing to these goofs. Can you see us losing to these people? I mean, they're pathetic with their dumb hair and piercings and bizarre pronails. we are going to lose to people like that.
4: Come on. Okay, what, here, what if they're losing, but we're not winning? And this, this is what I mean, Kurt. There's no question, you know, Democrats are going to lose big in the midterms, you know, probably 2024 and all. There's, there's no question about that. But who's winning, Kurt? I mean, if it's the same Republicans who have been winning, I mean, you're going to have to forgive me if I don't get up on the desk here and <laughs> dance for you. That doesn't do anything for me. Uh,
6: no, you, 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 you've you got to direct that anger, and that anger is working. Look, um uh, A couple weeks ago, 14 uh, senators joined with John Cornyn in the worst uh, compromise I'd ever seen. If I, you know what kind of swell car I drive. I drive a 69 Yugo if I came to my clients and said, hey, I just negotiated you a deal where I just gave them less of what they wanted and got you nothing. And they passed this gun thing. 15 senators voted for it, except it would have been 35, 10 years ago. Slowly but surely, we are purging the Republican Party of the uh, soft boys, the femme boys, the wusses, the bow ties, the cruise ship virgins, and the losers. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a few election cycles. But, you know, next time we'll probably have Blake Masters in, we'll probably have J.D. Vance. We're going to have some people who are hardcore. And, you know, we're going to be saying adios, Rob Portman, adios to me, and, and a bunch of these other guys. It's gonna take a while. Rome wasn't burned in a day, and it wasn't, and it won't be rebuilt in a day. And the same with the United States. It's gonna take us a while, but we're on the winning side.
4: I like it. The book is "We'll Be Back." Kurt Schlichter is his name. Go order it now, Kurt. Thank you, my brother.
6: <laughs> thank you. Adios, my man. All
4: right. Democrats are in really bad shape. Hey, let's 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 feel good about something. We're going to talk about what bad shape they're in here in just a second. Before we talk about that, let's talk about this. You ever heard of Sahara dust? I didn't know this was a thing. So if you're sitting there saying, no, I've never heard of it, don't feel stupid. Because it was like 48 hours ago I found out. Apparently down here in Houston where I live, it's putting people in the er i mean people are getting such bad allergies from the atmosphere down here they're just a mess apparently their eyeballs hurt apparently it's a big deal now i didn't know that because i have three eden pure thunderstorms in my home i'm not worried about sahara dust my eden pure thunderstorms they're doing in my home What nature does after a thunderstorm. If you walked into my house right now, you'd be able to smell how clean the air is. My air is constantly being cleaned. Not covered up. They're not covering up odors. Cleaning viruses, mold, Sahara dust out of my air. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE. That gets you a three-pack for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com, code JESSE. We'll be back. This Hunter Biden stuff's not going away. I, it's not going away. Now, let's, let's all be clear on why it's not going away. Because the media wants him gone. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But this Hunter Biden stuff keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm actually not talking about all the drug use and the women, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking specifically about Hunter Biden's crooked business dealings and his connection to his father. We've already played for you the voicemail a thousand times of Joe Biden calling Hunter Biden, hey, we spiked the story, you're good to go, so uh, on, there's more now. You know, Hunter has said repeatedly, and Joe has said repeatedly, oh, we don't talk about business. Me and my dad don't talk about business, which is, of course, ridiculous. What son doesn't talk business with his father? I'm not even on crack, and I talk business with my dad all the time. Your dad's the one you go to business, you go to talk to about business, right? So that was a side, but now we know it's worse. The New York Post is reporting Hunter met with his father at least 30 Times at the White House in vice president's residence, but that's, that's not even just that bad. Oftentimes, he was just days removed from having returned from an overseas business deal. Ouch. That looks bad, doesn't it? But it's way more than that. It's the back taxes. It's the Hunter Biden laptop. And honestly, the most damaging thing that's happening right now with all the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden stuff is this. The media is reporting on it. That's the most dangerous part. The media is reporting on it. You see, the media never reports on things that can take down Democrats. That's why they initially covered up this entire story to the point of censoring people who even linked to the story. They wanted this thing dead. They killed it prior to the election. And now they're out there being proactive when it comes to this? Why? Well, you remember why. I've told you why. My prediction has been and will be. We are going to have midterms. It is going to be an electoral bloodbath for Democrats. And then after those midterms, they're going to kick Joe Biden now. I'm going to read for you a couple quotes here from the real president, Jill Biden. You see, she had a little event in Massachusetts, big fancy donor event. Doesn't matter what it is. But I want you to listen very, very closely to the specific words Jill Biden used in these sentences. You ready for this? The president had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do, but every time he turned around, he had to address the problems of the moment. He just had so many things thrown his way. Had? is joe biden still president or not why are you talking about joe biden's presidency in the past tense oh i don't know maybe this is why joe biden takes off on a trip overseas california governor and presidential hopeful if the rumors are to be believed presidential governor president or california governor gavin newsom flies to washington dc to meet with joe biden's chief of staff in the white house as soon as joe biden left and remember, remember, I want to give credit to the Washington Free Beacon. Remember, if Joe Biden does resign, don't miss the backup.
5: I think that there can be no higher priority than what we have been clear is our highest priority. As one nation, undivided, out of many, one Can't get around it, can't get around without it. You are the mayor. I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. It is the responsibility as a chief legal officer, which each of them has a responsibility of being. This is a community in the Mississippi Delta that has a, a, a long history of of being part of America's history. Health care from the neck down and health care from the neck up, that's called mental health care.
4: She's the best. All right, Josh Hammer is going to join me next to talk about this embarrassing, embarrassing administration before we get to that. I know that was funny, but in all truth, these people are still running the country. Ah, Have you seen the inflation numbers? They're not getting better. No one's even pretending they're getting better anymore. They're getting worse. So let's let's be frank about something here. We need to start taking steps to protect ourselves. I am not now, nor will I ever tell you to do something drastic. I'm not telling you to go build a bunker in your backyard, although that'd be sweet. I'm telling you to buy ammunition, water, food, and I'm telling you to have some gold in hand. Not gold you own somewhere. Gold in your possession, in your home. Oxford Gold Group will send you gold to your home. You will always be able to buy groceries, ammo, and other necessities for your family as long as you are in possession of precious metals because precious metals never lose their value, ever. They have always had value. They always will. Oxford will help you. 833- 995-GOLD Tell them Jesse told you to call 833-995-GOLD. We'll be back.
0: For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. Are you willing to
5: get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You
0: are. That's the commitment we made. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust, honor those we lost. Um, sure. Uh, I, I was you given give a list here. I, uh, uh, Steve Holland of Reuters
4: we're doing great killing we gotta honor the holocaust <laughs> joining me now my friend josh hammer he's the newsweek opinion editor and host of the josh hammer show josh i know look it's funny all this stuff is funny but honestly dude, it really does make us look terrible what do these foreign countries think friends and enemies alike when the president goes overseas and does this man
7: Jesse, great to be with you as always. I mean, look, I'm running out of words at this point to describe the absolute trainwrap, the just complete clown show that is this presidency. But the problem is, as you say, you know, if Joe Biden were making these sort of misstatements of American law when it comes to Taiwan, if he were calling for Vladimir Putin to be deposed from power, which, by the way, just focusing on that one instant where, where he kind of veered off script, he was in Warsaw, Poland, speaking there in late March, generations of Cold War presidents, going back to the Cuban Missile Crisis, Kennedy, Eisenhower, Truman, all the Cold War presidents, they knew never to call for the Soviet Union then head to be deposed because you're dealing here with a nuclear armed hedgement. So at this point, you know, if this were 20 years ago, the Joe Biden of the 1990s, when he was a, you know, a mid-career senator from Delaware, we might have been able to laugh it off. Oh, that's just Uncle Joe. You know, he comes to a Thanksgiving dinner table, the gaps, whatever. But it's it's really just not funny anymore. I mean, you know, Jesse, you and I are red blooded American patriots. This is not just profoundly embarrassing. It is getting profoundly dangerous i mean that in that montage right there he's risking getting us into war with with russia potentially with china obviously our arch geopolitical foe this century he he, what's happening there in israel is like i mean how do you even like describe that the truth and honor of the holocaust i mean is this david duke talking i mean like what is going on here (laughs) right now i mean it's it's just really just like disgusting stuff jesse it is
4: which brings us to the point i mean it's one thing for me to say josh that i'm going to go have a cheeseburger tonight but i don't want to go to that cheeseburger joint cuz it sucks i have to have another cheeseburger joint josh there's no backup there i mean there's there's no one coming to save it's the backup is vice president dome uh, or maybe re-ryebral buck gig for 2024 or elizabeth Warren or bernie sand i mean there's no there's no backup right is there a backup
7: Oh, of course not i mean that's the tragedy of this of this situation is that our backup option Kamala Harris is literally less popular as far as her approval rating than Joe Biden who is historically unpopular, has the lowest approval rating in the history of presidential opinion polling at this present juncture of a presidency. So look, I mean, you know, choose Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. It's kind of like choosing death by fire, death by tornado, earthquake, I mean, HIV, whatever. I mean, like these are not particularly appealing options, but for sheer purposes of having someone who is less likely to veer off script in like an international stage and Gut let his or her tongue slip us into World War III, I would roll the dice probably with Kamala Harris until 2024. These are obviously like horrific options. And you know, as of now, Republicans are gonna clean house this fall, and I hope they do.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can always trust Kamala Harris though with a slip of the tongue. Also, Joe Biden was uh, caught himself in a little bit of hot water this weekend, fist bumping MBS of Saudi Arabia and then getting snippy with reporters about it did it matter what was the whole thing i I even heard there was some kind of hubbub about what kind of carpet joe biden showed up on purple carpet chump showed up on red joe biden fist bumped and what are we supposed to make about all this us ugly americans josh
7: I mean, it seems to be like they're trying to have it both ways on the visit to Saudi Arabia. So obviously, Joe Biden called the Saudis a pariah during when he ran for president in 2020. I was very critical of him at the time. I actually think Saudi Arabia, whatever their problems may be, is actually a very important transactional ally when it comes to containing Iranian hegemony in the region. Like the Saudis had to sign off on Israel making peace with the UAE and Bahrain. So I, I actually tend to be pro-Saudi, not from a moral standpoint, obviously, it's a horrific Sharia regime, but just from a purely kind of transactional, kind of clear-headed realist foreign policy perspective. But the Biden administration they try to have it both ways here. So he went to Saudi Arabia, which was obviously a 180 degree total backtracking of his 2020 era campaign promises. But then they tried that he wouldn't do a full handshake. He would just do this weak little fist bump and they said it was COVID, but it obviously wasn't COVID because then he was shaking hands two days prior to that when he was in Israel. So again, Jesse, the whole thing is just a clown show. I mean like this White House is like remarkably incompetent holding aside like whatever their wrong headed views on the actual substance, on the actual policy, whatever. They have no idea what they're doing out there. It's a new disaster every day ending and why and obviously at the end of the day when he went to Saudi Arabia purportedly to achieve which was to get them to commit to pumping more oil he didn't even achieve that so the whole trip just looks like he botched it every which way
4: well at least he has the whole Palestine-Israel history down pat though
0: I uh (laughs) my background and the background of my family is Irish-American and uh we uh have a uh, a long history of uh not fundamentally unlike the Palestinian people with uh, Great Britain and their attitude toward Irish Catholics over the years for four hundred years but
4: uh Josh, I learn something new every day, my friend
7: <laughs> Jesse, I almost spit on my coffee when I saw that clip huh. last week i I, I mean like. What is he doing out there? Like first of all, when he when when his motorcade went from, you know, like like Jerusalem proper to Eastern Jerusalem, they physically took the Israeli flag off of the motorcade, which was like which is like a symbolic F U of all FUs. The Israelis actually told Joe Biden they would like to accompany him to meet, to meet there with Mahmoud Abbas in Eastern Jerusalem. His he, he totally declined that. By the way, this administration, the Biden administration has resumed paying hundreds of million dollars in US taxpayer money to the Palestinian Authority in direct contravention of the 2018 Taylor Force Act, a bipartisan measure that the Trump administration managed to get signed to law, which basically said that as long as the Palestinian Authority has this horrific pay-for-slave program where they literally pay the salaries of the families of terrorists who kill re- Israelis, kill Jews, kills kill Americans. Taylor Force was actually obviously an American He was a West Point grad. But the Biden administration has totally reversed on that. They are directly violating the 2018 Taylor Force Act. But they, this particular clip, I mean, like he's trying to compare what's happened what happened like 400 years ago from his weird historical perspective with respect to London and Dublin to what's happening I mean like the whole thing is just such he has no idea what he's talking about honestly I would challenge Joe Biden to name one significant figure in the history of British Irish relations I'm sure that he cannot name one who has anything to do with resolving those those centuries of tension he has no idea what he is talking about he probably was veering off script there again the guy is just a walking stumbling obstacle to America looking anything other than horrific in the world. And I think hes I, I personally again, like I would roll the dice with with Kamala Harris at this point over this just ridiculously incompetent near 80 year old man. Josh, you're
4: a Jew. So this is a good question for you to ask for this reason because you probably have followed this as a Jew closer than I have. i I never considered at least growing up, I guess I wasn't that political. I never considered the Democratic Party, to kind of really have an ax to grind with Israel. Maybe they always did and I never saw it, but man, it really seems like that has ramped up. At least under Obama, that seemed like that really came to the forefront and now that's just the Democratic Party platform. You are welcome to correct me, my brother. Am I wrong? Is, Is this a recent thing?
7: So let the rec- let the record reflect Jesse that I, you know, for the, for the viewers and listeners of this show that I am Jesse's quote unquote Jewish friend. So if Jesse wants to say that he has a Jewish <laughs> friend, then, 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 you know, I guess you're I guess you're looking at him. Um, look, Jesse, you're, you're you're really not wrong. So, you know, Israel became independent in May of 1948. I think May 15th if I'm not mistaken, May 14th or 15th. Harry Truman was then the Democratic president. He was the first he was the first world's leader actually to recognize Israel's independence. So, Harry Truman was kind of lionized by generations of Jews and American Christians is for that reason the tide starts to turn a little bit after the 1967 war that's a six day war where israel won a miraculous victory it was only after that war when they when they prevailed over the um you know the invading arab armies from jordan egypt syria and so forth that israel became something of a, a of of the goliath as opposed to the david of the region and that kind of fit into the left's kind of underdog narrative like the little guy all that sort of stuff but yes the obama administration really took that momentum from the 1967 war and really brought it to the next level i mean obama obviously is a he is a leftist through and two, obviously. He was, a, you know, he's an acolyte of Saul Alinsky. He believed all of the left-wing academy crap, you know, basically just the total, like, anti-Semitic crap, basically, that the academy has been spewing for decades. He was the first president to take that academic gobbledygook and turn it into actual U.S. foreign policy. And Biden, obviously, was Barack Obama's vice president. So he's no better on this than his former bosses. Josh Hammer of The Josh Hammer Show. Thank you, my man. Anytime, Jess.
4: We are about to show you maybe the most epic light in the mood ever. I just can't get this off my face. I sent it to my producer. I think it was Friday I sent it to Matt. And then I've watched it. I've pulled up the text that I sent to Matt just so I can link to it and watch it about 10 more times this weekend. It's so sweet. (laughs) I'll play you that in just a second. But first, are you stuck in a timeshare? If you're stuck in a timeshare, you're not alone. You should know that that's how these timeshare companies have operated for a long time there are more people than you can count stuck in a timeshare don't believe me Lone Star Transfer they're the ones who are gonna get you out of that timeshare you're stuck in you know how many people they've helped over 16,000 yeah I said you weren't alone you're not alone Lone Star Transfer will get you out how do I know they guarantee the release of all liability to your timeshare and they do it in writing and in a specific time frame. How about that for calling your shop? Stop feeling dumb, stop paying those annual fees, make a phone call to Lone Star Transfer, all right? 844-310-2646, 844-310-2646. You're a phone call away from Freedom. We'll be back. You know, last night I went up to my son's room because I had put them to bed. And put them, we put them down. We prayed with them. And we said, boys, you be quiet tonight. No talking. They've been had a long day. They needed a good night's rest. We said, boys, you be quiet tonight. No talking. Hour, hour and a half later, of course, boom, boom, boom. It sounds like a herd of buffalo were in the room. So it was my duty to go trudging upstairs and... Put the boys back to bed. Basically yell at them, make sure the boys were in trouble. And as I went storming into their room to make sure they were in trouble, I saw they had removed all of the bedding from their bed and constructed some sort of camping fort system of some kind. And I'll be frank with you, I didn't yell at them. Because even though they broke the rules, they accomplished something that was so impressive I chose to ignore the rules. And you're going to see the greatest light in the mood ever with something right along those lines in just a second. Before we play it for you, I want you to do something for me real quick if you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner, understand that your home title is online. It is online. I can't stress this enough. And I'm stressing this because I didn't know. When it happened to me, I didn't know. I thought my home title was a piece of paper in a bank vault. It's online. Hackers, the new cyber crime out there is they're hacking into these things, forging your signature on it, taking a loan out against them. You have to pay it back or you get evicted or you can pay tens of thousands of dollars in legal fees or you can just go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and sign up. What they do, they lock down your home title. They'll detect any tampering and shut it down immediately. HomeTitleLock.com. All right. It's time for a salute to one of the greatest public pool performances I've ever seen in my life.
5: You're out of the pool.
4: What do we do wrong?
5: Beyond disrespectful and all of you just did. Exit of the pool now. You're done. You're gone. Out of the pool.
4: Get those kids back in the pool. They earned it. I'll see you tomorrow.
0: Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.